Ho, ho, ho. Merry Forsaf. The podcast where we go back and watch shows that had four nice seasons and a fifth naughty season. I'm Santa Charlie, and we're talking about Season 4, Episode 21 of Fringe, Brave New World Part 1. Joining me today are my high-pitched voiced elves, David and Nick. This is the worst intro I've ever heard in my entire goddamn life. Elf Charlie, David, I don't your voice like you. isn't very high-pitched. Charlie, I don't like you appropriating, like, Saint Nick for me. That's not okay. Um... Hey, I, I thought that was a pure I, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> that was actually horrendous, and my soul hurts now. I've never once considered requiring a retake for an intro, but I'm seriously considering it. No, that was fine. Hi, everyone. David's feeling a bit not great today. It's I might okay, go though. Back you have... And take another intro you've done from a previous episode <laughs> and dub it over. But it's it's the Christmas episode. This is coming it's out coming around out after Christmas. Christmas. It's not even coming out on Boxing Day. It's like literally just another day, a useless oh, no. day. Hi, hi everyone. I'm Nick. I, I'm sorry for David today. We've also got Charlie here. That's he introduced Charlie. himself already. What the fuck? Are you, why are you introducing him again? Just in case David cuts out everything before this and uses that as the intro. Uh, no, that's too much work. <laughs> uh, what have you guys been up to since last we talked? Uh, I my 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 thesis got published, um, and I'm like kind of I think I'm like at this point as close to officially graduated as I can be without receiving a piece of paper. Nice. Um, but I got, I got an email from, from grad rec saying like, Hey, congratulations. You've completed your degree program and your thesis has been approved for submission. So I think I'm actually done. Um, hey, you're an alumni now again, give us money. Nah, they don't do that quite yet for me, but soon. Uh, I I'm also like, wait a month, sort of, sort of done. I still do have a manuscript that like, you know, but my, my prof is just, you know, slowly, but surely going to get out of me. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. It's still being worked on. Woo! <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't call it a manuscript and just call it a manifesto because it makes you seem like a revolutionary. No, That's, but it's I don't it's think for a scientific ever, journal. I don't think there's also ever been a good manifesto. Uh, ZFT would beg to differ. Yeah, that's not a good manifesto. <laughs> what about listen, da- <laughs> hey, David? Listen, David. It doesn't have agile? to have good. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be, like, morally good. It's just, is it well-written? Yeah, and you know what they call that? The Bible. (laughs) Is the Bible a manifesto? It's a book full of thoughts and opinions that people should follow. Manifesto inherently has a negative tint to it, which is why it's not used for successful things. Or things we're supposed to be proud of. Exactly. Like, if we were, if Manifesto was just used as like a piece of propaganda, as it is supposed to be, a lot of very popular books and media would all be manifestos. It's all about intent and comprehension and what the upper, like, what the uh, social dynamic group that's in power wants the common populace to read and be aware of. So not calling Nick's educational research. Probably not. 
I'm very in a weird mood, guys. I don't know if that's been clear, <laughs> listeners. Has that I come am, across yet? I am now officially 24 hours without nicotine for a very long time. So, yes, yay! It is. It is uh, it's put me in a state. We'll put it at that. We're proud of you, David. Um, Fuck you! you, you I don't need this. your pride. You can choke on it. <laughs> Sorry, David. Should I should I try should I try and be like even more um like pandery to you? Should I be like, David, you're so brave for what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. And like all of those words. I forgot how absolutely fucking sassy withdrawal David is. <laughs> how about you, Charlie? What are you what are you up to? Uh, last minute Christmas shopping. I think we. Oh yeah, isn't out, it great? Rounded out getting actual gifts today, four oh, days yeah. before Christmas. Don't worry, Charlie. I went and did a bunch of that too. Felt good. <laughs> Still I have looked... to buy stocking stuffers. I don't think I looked at who I got for Secret Santa. No, you haven't. Um, my yeah, no, my, my girlfriend looked at that and went, "Wait, David still hasn't drawn a name, and he organized this." Yeah, but as as my absolute apathy for organizing things for this group has started to hit an all time high. You're you're right, as as evidenced by certain trying to organize things recently thing I has just gone. Really don't care anymore. Yeah. Alright, my name's been drawn. <laughs> Congratulations. You did it. I'll send that out eventually. <laughs> I just so audience uh, a friend of ours is visiting from out of province and we knew they would be coming at this time at these dates and I tried my damnedest to like get something organized and something planned and was met with just brick walls and and now I've given up and we're supposed to hang out tomorrow and nothing's been planned. And and it's not just like only David and this friend hanging out. No, it's supposed to be like like a bunch of us and Nick they... and Charlie are invited as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and Charlie's girlfriend like <laughs> and we we all have no idea what's going on. Um and it's just baffling to me, especially because like I wasn't going to bring it up to the to to them just cuz I don't want to make them feel bad, but like because of the covid stuff, like I'm not going to my family's christmas anymore because i'm meeting them mm. so i've been oh. essentially like i had to choose if i wanted to hang and because i haven't seen them in two years so I was like okay that's fine like i'll have other christmases with my niece and my sister and stuff like it's fine but yeah so i'm just very tired and kind of angry now <laughs> thinking about <laughs> changing been that planned. decision I just, I mean, yeah, this rate, like, what's the, what the fuck's the point? Why am well, I not getting to hang out with my, like, family yeah. if, if we're not hanging? Like, nothing's been planned. It's going to be super hectic now. Like, ugh. Well, we just, the, the main crux of it is we don't know how we are going to see them. Because we've been, we've asked multiple times and nothing has come through. So, who knows? I literally offered to pick them up. I hate driving. I, it's like one of my least favorite things to do. I offered several times and I've heard nothing. 
and it's just very frustrating. I'm sure things will like work out or whatever, but it's just this is not how I like to live my life by the seat of its pants at all. (laughs) This is very much how they like to live their life, um, which I don't have problems with unless it is you're forcing me now in a very (laughs) stressful time to live that way. And this is like, no, I would please. I I would like to have everything planned out months in advance if possible. I think think the most seat of your pants you like to live is if I knock on your door in the morning and go, sushi? And you go, yeah. And even then, it's me in my brain going, did I already have plans for food? Is anything in the fridge right now? No? Excellent. I have just woken up. I have nothing to do today. Sushi. Nah, those those were the fun plans, for sure, David, from I'm assuming when you lived with Charlie and when you lived with me. It was just like, all right, let's just just go do food. Yes. Like that, I'm fine with. (laughs) That's trying to figure out hanging out for a day that might involve me driving for four hours total not so much my jam (laughs) no like i i do uh, have to say i think um david you might be the cutest comfiest sleeper i know (laughs) i i don't know how else to phrase that nick have you ever seen him sleep Oh yeah, no. Uh, you, yeah, no. Trust me, I, I I do understand what you mean by this. The uh, the man knows how to nest like no other. Listen, you get all your blankets, which you should at least have three, and then you get all your pillows, where I have five, and you make a little nest. I I hate it, by the way, David. Like I I understand that's how you live your life, but holy fuck, I can't do <laughs> how that. How do you not like, want to live like that? He he's like a little baby bird in the middle of a nest, and you knock on the door and go. Little baby bird, would you like some sushi? Baby bird stretches his fucked up elbows and goes, yes. <laughs> so, 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 Charlie, on my side of things, I am a, I am a fucking furnace. And also, I'm not a, like, I'm pretty sure that I've got some, like, weird claustrophobia shit going on. So it's one pillow, one blanket. Whether like- that is a comforter or, like, a blanket or, like, a sheet. You that all... is that is all. Not not multiple things. One. The Are idea you of using just a sheet <laughs> horrifies me to my soul. I don't <laughs> like, even. I, a sheet I don't even... is useless. No, I. I no, no, no. A sheet, sheet. A sheet is there just as security, and it provides. It doesn't actually provide warmth, but it's like just but just the security of it over over security. the summer. A sheet is. I need. I need my blanket to not be able to move because I move in my sleep. And I want to stay immobilized, which is yeah, why man, I need David, it's, three it's so good that we don't, It's so good, David, that like we are not dating because holy <laughs> fuck, I couldn't deal with that. I mean, like, yeah, there's a, my girlfriend and I use different blankets now because I have a weighted blanket because I sleep so much better with it. Yeah, it's like great. I I need I need all of my blankets to move, and I also move in my sleep. But like, I don't like feeling trapped at all. Ideally, <laughs> I want to wake up in the exact same position that I fell asleep in. <laughs> you do not understand how pleased I am dream. when I know that I've moved while I was sleeping. It's great. <laughs> it's proof that I'm alive. <laughs> uh. I've been seriously it's... considering buying more body pillows because they're honestly the best nesting material. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird way. Are you going to get uh, some VTuber body pillows? No, those are prohibitively expensive. Oh, damn. They're like, with shipping and everything, it'll probably be like 300 bucks to even get Jesus. one of those. Excuse me? Jesus. 
Yeah, because you get they you had to ship them from Japan, and then also because of the high demand and their merch what goods. Is, what is your VTuber? Like, my VTuber that I watch, I watched Hollow Live the entire agency. There's, I think they're up well, I mean, to like what's your favorite fifty. One? Um, probably for like uh, no reason whatsoever. The Japan side, <laughs> Suisei <laughs> or Pecora are my top on the Japan side. On the English side, Ina and Crony. I wonder. I wonder if Charlie has David for uh, Secret Santa, or if maybe Charlie's girlfriend does. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> they did do an official Hollow Live En merch drop on OmoCat, which is an American company. So As Charlie if, types down some things. If someone is shopping for me, <laughs> there is easily accessible Hollow Live merch there. <laughs> Unfortunately, most of it's been sold out, but it's been restocking periodically i've been keeping an eye on it <laughs> amazing all right shall we, we get into fringe yeah. omo cat o-m-o cat <laughs> hey maybe i'm just getting into vtubers despite there is actual recordings of me saying i hate vtubers <laughs> charlie uh, i'm glad that you're at least trying to like hide it but you and i both know what's going on here and it's okay so does david yeah and i'm super excited about it <laughs> <laughs> david is super jazzed and i'm glad uh <laughs> all right uh th- th- we're like 15 minutes in the recording oh it's it's fringe time boys fringe. oh yeah tv guide part one of two Walter reluctantly revisits his painful past after terrifying cases of spontaneous human combustion. Meanwhile, the future of both universes is at stake when the Fringe team faces David Robert Jones in the mother of all battles, my lord, the Sprint commercial. You don't have to read, like, my editorializing. (laughs) Don't post it right after the TV guide. It's because I posted the TV guide while I had the episode playing, and then the fucking... 30s minute sprint ad started it was beautiful all of the sprint ads were beautiful things um i'm glad that we're back in the proper universe where sprint exists and what's what's the car of choice i've forgotten again oh yeah ford Ford. i think it's ford ford is the real universe's uh not not, none of this nissan shit that we got in this season (laughs) it was just so egregious in this episode like Usually they're not that bad about it, but this one literally was just terrible. Nah, nah, I I appreciate this one because to be fair, at the time, the tech that they're showcasing was like, goddamn, but but now from where we are, it's hilarious. Uh, Oh yeah, because the guy, like, he... He pays so, yeah, okay, with his okay. phone. Let's, let's get into the episode. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get into the episode. We'll get there very fast. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> the first I, scene. I do also want to say whoever wrote the Fringe PD article was either paid by Sprint or was in on the joke <laughs> because just browsing it multiple times in, in the summary, in all caps, it says Sprint 4G TM. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm so pleased about that as well. So yeah, we start off um, in the cold open. Uh, With the Clean Center, wherever that yeah. may be. Somewhere in Massachusetts, right? Um, yeah, it's ass- probably Boston. We assume this is after the universe merge from where we left last episode. There's a man. He's getting his, his like morning coffee at this like little coffee shop. He pulls out 
or at the train station, I assume, right? There's like some kind of transit yeah. center. Yeah, it's 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 a transit hub of some yeah. variety. Some kind of transit hub. He's stopping by to get coffee. The uh, barista's like, "Oh, yeah, so this is your regular drink, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, that is." He's like, "You get started in that." He pulls out his amazing fancy cell phone on the Sprint service network and pays by phone. <laughs> and there's a full screen just of the Sprint payment. Process. Payment convert. <laughs> it's it's fucking beautiful. It's so it's, janky. It's, <laughs> it's it's so beautiful. It was so like okay. To be fair, at the time, that's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, but also at the time, I bet this random coffee shop in the transit center would not accept this form of payment. Oh hell no. <laughs> Oh, there hell would be no, like but... four places total that would accept this, and they'd all be in like San Jose. <laughs> they'd all be yes. in the capital, whatever city Sprint has its headquarters. Because <laughs> that that implies that they have tap technology, and the states is like still fleshing out tap St- technology. It feels like yeah, the, the, the states I, just I, got I, I just chip remember and pin going like to... four years ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I remember. I remember when I went to uh, when I when I went on my uh, trip out to Yellowstone um, in uh, twenty nineteen. It was like uh, like I'd be like, yeah, no, can I tap? And they'd be like, wait, tap what? <laughs> like you you can insert, and we've got like chip and stuff. That's pretty cool. And I was like, wait, yeah, no, you guys. <laughs> You're, you're fucking behind. with me, right? How are we, you this far behind? We've had tap for so long now. We've had chip for so long. Which is weird though, because they have Apple Pay now and stuff in the States. Like you can pay. Oh by no, tap they're straight up they're phone. straight up sw- they're straight up just going to skip um like tap for cards. Like it's gonna come out at the I same time as like the new payment uh methods i'm not a fan of having your payment methods on your phone because that is just adding more difficulty to if you lose your phone i'd rather spread out the pain of lost objects <laughs> but but david what if you put it on your watch instead something even fringe couldn't imagine back in 2012 oh my god Smartwatches <laughs> are dumb to be fair <laughs> God, I fucking love my smartwatch. Fuck you, David. <laughs> it's my, just uh, dumb because it's piggybacking off your phone. If we could do it without your phone, it'd be better. My favorite. Uh, thing, you can. My favorite. D- thing anyways, about, we'll talk about that about tap technology and credit cards and the entire RFID thing is MythBusters. Um, was like, hey, let's do an RFID one, and we'll inject one of the B team members with an RFID chip. And, like, just showcase kind of, I guess, the vulnerabilities of it. And then Discovery Network got called by no less than four major credit card companies <laughs> and told them to never release the episode. Yep. <laughs> and the one guy, Adam Savage, is like, this is, I, he's like, that is one of the few times we have absolutely been shut down and I am legally not allowed to discuss the episode. It was that one. And then it was, hey, what? How high yield of an explosive can you create with common household cleaners? And it turns out <laughs> very high yield explosive. I mean, you can <laughs> like you can make some very dangerous things just with the stuff in your kitchen. Yeah. Anarchist cookbook is is a thing and don't don't go search it up. <laughs> well, definitely don't because a lot of the copies you would find nowadays are have deliberate incorrect like steps in them that will cause stuff to explode and kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's stuck good. <laughs> yep. Anywho. Uh, yeah, but the it, man pays fancy stuff with his phone. 
He's walking away, distracted by his super fancy cell phone, staring at it, the 4G technology. Um, 4G is still good. That won't give you uh, brain radiation, cancer, extra uh, COVID. 5G does, though. Quote me on that. <laughs> nah. Nah, David. Instead, he, he starts smoking and then just falls over dead because of the 4G waves that killed him. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, man. 4, 4G makes you spontaneously combust. 5G just gives you COVID. Yeah. Look at how much safer our radio waves are now, guys. <laughs> he ex- he basically yeah he catches a flame. Everyone freaks out, and then one woman is like, "Don't move! It's the moving that's causing them to die." Which I'm also like, oh, "Okay." I was instantly sus on this woman. <laughs> I thought she was gonna be the culprit because like, what a crazy thing to tell people. <laughs> Like, what a crazy conclusion to draw. Hey, it worked. Stop yeah. what you're doing. To be fair, David, stop what you're doing is a pretty good idea if everyone around you is, like, falling over dead. Oh my gosh, or I just realized... get the fuck out of the area. I would be f- sprinting away. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Ha ha. Unfortunately, sprint wouldn't have saved me. Much like how it's useless and sprint sucks. I just realized this is episode one of Squid Game. I haven't seen Squid Game. Neither have I. I refuse to. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like to pretend I'm not a hipster, but then the shit like that gets super popular and re- I refuse just because it's popular. <laughs> and then I go, maybe I am a hipster. You've, you've got some hipster-like tendencies in you, David, and I that's mean, okay. David and I both kind of have a thing where if something gets way too overhyped, we will both refuse to watch it because it's been overhyped or the fan base is horrible. Example given, Steven Universe. Correct. David, think about how upset you got by my roommate's uh, paintings in his room. That that feels like a hipster thing to be upset about. Uh, They're just... They're just nonsense. (laughs) Anywho. Yeah, uh, that's our cold open with just a bunch of people frozen waiting uh, for... Someone to help them, or else they burst into flames. Dun, dun, hey. dun. And but hey, we... let's go to our happy, nice, everything is good between Peter and Olivia scene that we haven't gotten in a while. Yay, the as relationship. They, as they do something that was easier in 2012 than it was nowadays. Ghost hunting. <laughs> uh... See, I'm, it's okay for me to make that joke because it doesn't cause Charlie massive amounts of pain anymore. It still causes me pain. <laughs> Ah, it's fine, David. There's, it's going to be great. Just like it's going to be great for me. <laughs> uh, what? Well, aren't you but, also yeah. leaving the province, probably? Like, something's going to be easier. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, yeah, they're happily looking for houses. They're like, hey, we solved that problem. The world's better now. We can worry about uh, finding a home and being adults and, like, starting a family. Yeah, look, Olivia wants kids. Specifically a daughter. Named Charlie. (laughs) What? No. Wait, is it not Charlie? What's the name? What's the bullshit name? We'll find out next season, David. No, Uh we know it already. Uh, But you'll find out again next season. I just don't remember. And I know it's the feminine version of what his kid was before in the other universe. Which was not Charlie. It wasn't. What was oh, it? Henrietta. Henrietta, there we go. 
I had to think what was a stupid feminine. <laughs> uh, but also, they're both annoying, horrible people who don't change their phone backgrounds because it's like the old Android default where it has the old Android droid on it. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that makes me upset. I assume they were just given those as props by the props department. I I think it's really just the props department's fault. Prop department, fix it. Just make them each other. Like, make their phone backgrounds each other or something. Because they even do it later in the episode where we see a phone background that becomes plot relevant. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, let's let's skip ahead to uh, you know they get the phone they get their phone calls they gotta go to all of these dead and frozen people, um, and start investigating and uh, they determine it's nothing airborne it's safe for all of them to come in and just you know chill no no biohazard like any sort of things are that we need to worry about here, um, we we get another close up of the sprint of a uh, of the sprint phone as Walter goes and picks it up and goes wait this man paid for something with his phone this has to be the problem <laughs> this technology can exist um uh, and yeah we get a little bit more uh like you know trying to figure out what went wrong here um, it is kind of a horrifying scene of Walter and Astrid walking through and everyone all the infected potentially infected people just are like standing frozen still looking at them well walter and astrid well walter just merrily goes up and starts like poking a dead body and goes what what's this marvelous sprint device that says payment confirmed you could pay with your cell phone think about how much worse it would have been if when walter goes oh i i knew someone who had a watch like this and just went yoink I've been looking for a new phone. Mine? Anyway, it's time to check this dead man's anus. <laughs> ah, smoking hot, just like I like it. I mean, uh, just as I expected. <laughs> uh, but yeah, eventually they, they're looking around. Uh, they go inside to find more people trapped. And then there's a woman who's like, hey, uh, who the fuck are you guys? And are you here to help or something? And they're like, yeah, we're here to help, I guess. <laughs> if you can give me your watch, I can. They're, they're here to help in, you know, ways that might help more than a medical professional, but definitely won't, you, won't put you at ease like a medical professional may. <laughs> and she's uh, like, oh, are you a doctor? He's like, no, I'm a scientist, which is also not a great sign when they send in the science team instead of the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Do you work with live people That's- a lot? No, not usually. There's a reason why I ignored you and started going and poking at this dead man's watch. <laughs> I mean, my watch. <laughs> I mean, look at this sweet-ass watch that I just found. I mean, that I bought a while ago. Been in my family for 20 generations. <laughs> Belong to my Nazi father. I mean, doesn't he bring uh, up his uncle at some point? Uncle Heinrich, which is, I guess, where we're getting fucking Henry from. Uh, <laughs> it's, oh, it's a family name. Probably also a Nazi. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I heard that and went, "Uh oh, that sounds like one of those no good uncles." Do you think he was also a fake Nazi, or do you think he was a real Nazi? Because they can't all be fake Nazis, right? Because like that was the reveal for Walter's father was like he was a fake Nazi. Yeah, but we played we it off that he was a real fake, real Nazi. Yes, well, that's 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 the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 
Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, they Walter determines that the the best way to figure this out is back at the lab. Um, but he's going to need a live person to do this. So uh, let's let's you know bring someone and move them very carefully over, because uh, they determine that. Well, he he goes to draw uh, blood from a woman, and he's like, "What the fuck's on your hand? Wash your hands." She goes, "Oh, it must have come from the escalator." And he's like, "This could have been mentioned much much earlier if you touched anything or had anything weird on you. You're an idiot. Go dust the escalator." And yep, they they find some bad stuff in the in the bottom of the escalator, uh, and determine that basically um, when they move, it causes at the time what they think to be like a virus or something to like heat up and cause the body to heat up. But as we then learn, it's it's actually nanites. Which makes um, more sense than a virus powered by kinetic movement, at least. It does. Still um, doesn't make as much sense, because, like, your heart's still pumping. <laughs> still a lot of movement going on in your body. Listen, David, think about how much movement comes from walking. This is all velocity-based. Don't worry about the velocity of blood, for example, though. Uh, all, all the nanites in, have in those GPS pressurized tubes in known as your veins and arteries you know whatever okay david every single nanite has gps and it's only <laughs> supposed to go go off and heat up when it sees that it's going above a certain speed every if single fine. nanite is actually the most accurate pedometer ever invented if you have if you go above the egg hatching speed for pokemon go you die <laughs> Welcome to the to remake. I'm a passenger. <laughs> Welcome to the remake of Speed. <laughs> it's, it's just you know, it's just speed, but like the opposite. It's just slow. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Speeds. I like the idea of. Uh, I like that idea of speed, but if you go too fast, you die. And so it's like, guys, why don't we just stop moving? What do you mean? But you'll also die if you so stop lame moving. so lame as a movie. <laughs> you need to consistently go exactly five miles an hour. <laughs> well, it's just a bunch of people walking at five miles an hour for an hour and a half. You, uh, you're, you're not, at five miles an hour, you're not walking. Uh an unfortunate speed to be moving to, to be trying to move at it's like a light jog right um yeah Dep- depends on how how much jogging you like to do um could be up to like a medium jog for people <laughs> wouldn't it also depend on how tall you are and your stride oh 100 <laughs> anyways the f- the mechanics of running aside <laughs> episode where what how um yeah sorry basically, i just bad things i saw are a happening. message that made me very angry <laughs> i haven't checked that message yet david uh <laughs> um anyways basically what we get out of this is that the woman who we got the blood from uh she is willing to be a willing volunteer as long as the fb or as long as uh fringe division i guess by like you know nature of that the fbi uh, has, um, like, some, like, sweet insurance uh, if she dies from all these experiments. Um, and, you know, as long as, as long as her next of kin can get all the money from, you know, her wrongful death, it's all good. Fuck uh, yeah. David, how could you think this woman is suspicious? She's incredible. Not this woman. I thought the other woman was suspicious. Oh, yeah, no, said not this... to move. This is a different woman. 
Nah, David, this, also this woman very has suspicious. a non-standard American accent. Therefore, she's suspicious. I was waiting uh, for the drop where she revealed she had three names. <laughs> last one being Jones. <laughs> oh my god, it's Jones's wife. Oh, could oh you imagine? No. Uh, what a baller move that would be. Give I him could... a wife. Well, the way I could see it, honestly, if you wanted to make it fucking stupid, is that this is Jones's wife, and Jones's wife was the lab assistant that died in the fire caused by Walter all those years ago or something. And because uh-huh. Peter never came back, that fire didn't happen the same way, and she ended up surviving but had to have horrific surgery or some shit. And so she's still around or whatever. I don't fucking know. Hey, that would have been an interesting well, plot damn. element. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, instead, let's head back to the lab. Uh, she uh, she gets we... yeah she gets to call her her husband and daughter, or gets to ho- call her husband to say, "Pick up your daughter." And they're like, "Yeah, this is cool." Keeping her body below a certain energy level. Oh shit, she's stressed out now. Fun. Hey, her heart's beating faster, <laughs> so more movements happening, and now she's gonna combust. <laughs> Now she's gonna die. Oh no! What do we do? How do we stop it? Do we just throw Magic her in Olivia ice bullshit? No, <laughs> Cortexafran to the rescue. Mutant powers. David, how do you, how do you feel about them making Cortexafan the fix-all for everything in this episode? At least they don't have to make up more bullshit science. <laughs> <laughs> they just expand the bullshit on existing bullshit science. Yep. Nah, the, the, Cortexafan's been the silver bullet forever. I'm glad that they've just ex- like just decided that like, yep, this is this is gonna be what it is. It's everything is solved by Cortexafan now, and I'm fine with it because I've stopped caring. <laughs> um, but yeah, she doesn't die. Um, Olivia transfers the energy, we'll say, um, into her body, um, because she's also getting warm from all of this, but, uh, no one dies, and they're able to give her the cure. And they're able to give... Fortunately, this same problem isn't happening for all those people that are still, you know, at the train station. (laughs) And we can assume all of them got their cures, instead of they were slowly dropping like flies, causing more people to be stressed and causing more reactions to occur. I like the headcanon that they all slowly combusted. And everyone well, just stood well, David, there and It would be watched. very much a chain reaction of if you see one person combust while standing still, you're going to become more stressed, and therefore you're going to combust, and it's just going to spread. It's like that scene. From, it's like that scene from Lord of the Rings where the beacons have been lit. <laughs> it's just people. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um. But we did it. Fringe element solved. Episode done. How far into this episode are we? Not even halfway. Like, not even halfway? Nice. Nah, more shit happens, I guess. Yes. Olivia hangs out with the woman, and they're, like, walking through town. Forget why. Some weird flirty vibes happening here, and it's, it's alright. This, as as they, like, leave, the woman gives Olivia kind of, like, a weird smile as she, like, steps into the cab, which was kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, but, she's coming back yeah. next episode as some kind of fucking trap plant something or the <laughs> other. She had way too much of, like, a presence in this episode to just disappear. She had more than, like, five lines. She did, and she has a whole backstory. They saw her fucking child or some shit. 
Yeah, we got to see the David's, phone background. David is calling shots here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, am I calling shots or am I just exposing lazy writing? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, David, it can be both. I feel like a called shot requires some sort of difficulty in guessing where it's going to go. <laughs> this this is like having the eight ball two inches away from a pocket and going, that pocket never goes, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, it's it like would be unreasonable of, to ask you to do it anywhere else. Instead of Chekhov's gun, it's Chekhov's blow horn or something. <laughs> Chekhov's air horn. Chekhov's air horn. <laughs> but yeah we go back to to the fringe i guess fringe hq i don't want to call it fringe division because it's not and oh look they looked at security footage and my god it's david robert jones yeah did it who could have seen this coming possibly have seen this fucking coming amazing that he managed to be on the correct universe at the correct time because they they like closed the bridge yeah and amazing that he was able to cheat his face to the security camera so well yeah (laughs) got got his good side at that so they're like Um, oh jones is behind this curses Anyways, not much we can do about that. Everyone go home. Walter, look at those nanites. Figure out what the fuck they were all about. Walter's like, oh shit, the way these are designed. Jones couldn't have done this. It could only be one man. William Bell. Who I guess we get now to find in this timeline, universe, whatever shit, didn't get turned into a thousand molecules to send them back home and then get trapped in Olivia's psyche or some shit and then kill himself. No, instead he apparently just died in a car crash like five years ago or some shit. And he's chilling well, on a faked boat his death now. in a car crash. Yeah, and also faked having cancer, it sounds like. <laughs> And so, yeah, kind of, kind of not cool to fake fake having cancer to someone who had cancer. Um. So this this brings me to the ultimate plot point reveal that that I the thought that I had, which explains why Nina and Broyles aren't together in this timeline. <laughs> it's because Nina's felt unresolved affection towards William Bell because he died in a tragic accident, and not because he just dumped your ass. Damn. So she you never did. got together with Broyles. Um, I well, no, he Nina thinks that it was a suicide. Yeah, uh, which is why she never got together with Broyles. I I will say, um, David, you did call that William Bell will have serious plot relevance in this season. Yeah, because we fucking because of course he fucking does. Because <laughs> Fringe is incapable of having an original thought past season two. <laughs> Season three was fun. <laughs> yeah, but it was all not original. Uh, Season anyways, three was David when they Robert were like Jones shapeshifters, I guess. That's the main plot. We're just going to do shapeshifters this entire season. Shapeshifters really did become their version of demons from Supernatural. Where after a while, Supernatural was like, hey, remember how we hunted down a whole bunch of like creatures from like folklore and legend? Yeah, it's just demons now. We just do demons. Anyways, yeah, oh, yay, look, it's William Bell, and it's, oh, crazy, he showed up, he's acting, go Leonard Nimoy, good oh, on look, you. It's, it's a chessboard, I wonder if there's a piece that directly 
relates to one of our main characters. Oh, look, it's the bishop. Gas. Time to go sacrifice the bishop. Go, go kill. Who knows what this could mean? We must sacrifice the bishop. Jones, go kill Peter Bishop. <laughs> I need you to understand. I know this is a complicated metaphor. I need you to kill Peter Bishop. Anyways, here's this air horn. You might need. <laughs> David, I give I you just, my favorite air horn, my Chekhov branded I'm... air horn. I remembering, I remembering David the concert, the first like concert of this year that we went to and when they were doing like the like sound check before uh robert delong came on and the like air horn showed up on the screen and you just became terrified <laughs> yeah because that was <laughs> you got... literally Chekhov's like gun like they showed us an air horn now i know at some point in the evening an air horn will be played <laughs> Well, because, like, right before that, you're like, hey, as long as there aren't air horns, and then, like, a minute later, an air horn with no sound or anything shows up on a screen, and David just, like, I, like, I, I looked at you, and you just, like, your entire expression just changed, and you got worried. It was fine. The air horn actually wasn't that loud compared to the rest of this concert. <laughs> oh. It was... It, that that's that that moment was just beautiful to me because like just the amount of concern that you had on your face after specifically saying that you just didn't want air horn, you know, it's, it was beautiful. It's wild to me. There's now a generation of kids who don't get instant trauma from hearing a Vuzavella. Oh wow! Ah. They weren't there for the that cup, eh? Yeah, <laughs> that like, was. The craziest thing I remember about that is YouTube adding the, hey, check out the live audio from the World Cup uh, button on all their videos, and it was just Vuvuzela noise, because it was correct. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a wild time. Can you imagine actually being at the pitch for that, and that's all you can fucking hear? Like... Yeah, and like ninety percent chance you're also joining in on it. Like you've got one, and you're you're blowing in that shit for most of the uh, most of the thing. Yeah, I think the only way to enjoy yourself truly there is to not care, be drunk, or be joining it. How many yes. people do you think threw up into Vuzavellas while blowing in? More than one, right? Like it, it has to be a couple. I. I mean, I believe it's more than one. I feel like it's safe to say at least forty percent of the Vuvuzelas hung out or handed out had some contact with vomit. <laughs> that's a concerningly high number. Yeah, that's a really high number <laughs> for the World Cup, like the biggest soccer event in know, the world. Forty percent. Yeah. I'm assuming at least 90% of the people there threw up at some point. <laughs> I think that's too high. I that's that's too high a number, David. I I I don't know. Anyhow, uh Walter ambushes Nina to be like he's alive. I know he's alive. And Nina's like, "Who the fuck are you talking about?" And it's like, "William Bell, he developed nanite." Grumble grumble. And <laughs> Angry, angry old man <laughs> shakes fist to cloud. And he was like, he's dead. I saw him dead. It wasn't I a car crash. I saw his body. Don't worry about that body growing vat we have in the lab <laughs> that William Bell invented. I'm sure he didn't use that. Anyways, he, he's definitely dead. Look, my robot arm on... that passes for a human arm. Anyways. Oh, oh, look, he also staged, he faked his death so that he could die privately. 
that doesn't Amazing. raise any red flag. Um, surely a man wouldn't fake his death twice. Right? <laughs> no, of course not. It's just um, fucking and, stupid. <laughs> well, and then and then they do find the the poking the hole in the thing of Walter of of Nita being like, yeah, no, he died on Christmas, and Walter being like, yeah, but I got visited by him to say goodbye on New Year's, New Year's Eve, literally five days Eve. later. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, and then Ugh. and then they're like, oh. It, Maybe it was a hallucination, and it's... No, I never hallucinated about men, and it was rarely about bipeds. Which is just a just a statement. Just about... That is... I think it's just about female cows, guys. That's all it was. That's why he was so excited to get Gene. <laughs> but yeah, then they go to St. Clair's, and they're talking to... She looks, the actress looks so familiar. She looks incredibly familiar. She also I has a very distinctive look, which she's I got think a little bit of Anna Kendrick in her, I think, is what we're yeah. picking up on. There's just like, she has a very distinctive look. It's just because she doesn't have like the classical, like Hollywood pretty woman look. Like, she yeah. just looks different, which is why I think we're like, where have I seen this woman before? She doesn't look like a generic blonde. <laughs> uh, Samantha Noble, I think the actor. Is that? Is that related to John Noble? That is that is John Noble's daughter. Oh, that's nice oh, for her. Oh shit! All right. <laughs> Interesting. That literally explains why they cast her. All right. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it also makes it way weirder when, as Walter's leaving, he turns around and says, "You're way more attractive than the old one." Uh. <laughs> yeah, that does not. Yeah. Also, that is her last <laughs> acting credit. I don't think she's what? an actual like I don't think she had a very much success as an actress. Yeah. Huh. Well, there we go. She was uh she appeared in 5 episodes of the same TV series as three different characters. Oh. I don't know how that's possible. Ding. Ah, you can do it. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh yeah, um, Walter starts like licking the logbook. Yeah, for some reason. Walter's Walter's going off the deep end as St. Clair's tends to do. And to then him. she's like, Are you and he's like, Crazy? No. Nom 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 Never. nom nom. This delicious logbook. I do love how like him and Peter like sprint out of the room and Olivia just kinda goes, Yep, that's my life now. Okay, see ya. Anyways, that's what I'm marrying into. Anywho, time to go. Good news is if he's already at this stage of dementia, it shouldn't be too much longer. <laughs> I have a gun. I could put him down at any time. True. Um, but so they... You just say you got possessed. <laughs> yeah, they leave, um, and then um, a fucking beam of light shoots through a building? Is that the next we get scene? another. We get another yeah. sort of happy Peter and Olivia scene in that, you know, okay. they're at least together, but uh, they're, they're having a sad talk of Olivia being like, I don't think we can live a normal life. You know what? No kids. I'm, I've changed my mind. Uh, uh, all of the Cotexavan abilities she's been manifesting don't fall anywhere in the normal department. Tending to her wounded finger, Peter takes a minute to tend to her bruised soul. He will not lose her again. Now where's my dinner, woman? Jokingly. It's not jokingly. He's, asking, he's honestly asking. <laughs> what do I need to do in order to get a home-cooked meal, woman? And he Wait. raises his hand. But yeah, then this huge beam of light focuses on one building, 
and we see Broyles for some reason in a hoodie, which Broyles should never wear. It's just also seems... walking out with like a brown bag as well. Was Broyles <laughs> picking up drugs? Oh, <laughs> Broyles looking real sketchy here. Was Broyles <laughs> picking up some drugs or something like. Listen, yeah. Broyles eats a big lunch. That's just a big paper bra- paper bag lunch night. right there. <laughs> It's a big Broyles lunch. The, Don't worry about it's it. Like midnight. And yeah, and the beam. beam goes through this high-rise building and just shatters all the windows floor by floor. Which seems weird that it happens floor by floor and not all at once. Well, it ah, seems it's weird that they're implying heat. You know, that, as we all know, heat, it goes downwards. It seems weird uh, that they're implying that the beam has like some sort of weight to it or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, guess it could make sense Nick, if it's heat, like it goes down. If it's melting, yeah, if course. it's melting the point of contact it's making, but it does look like it's just pushing it, right? Like it doesn't look like it's a melting beam. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, but anyways, um, we have our second apocalyptic event of the day. Ooh, uh, the aliens from an Independence Day are here. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Wait, it's actually just the song. Oh shit! Some, someone's. <laughs> have you guys seen? Fucking Will Smith has a nature doc series called, called Welcome, Welcome to Earth. To Earth. <laughs> I saw. Hmm. Uh, poor Will Should Smith. Should I be concerned? Poor, um, no, not poor him. He's got so much money. Yeah, but his wife cucks him every day. <laughs> <laughs> and then made him appear on national television and tell everyone he was okay with it. Man did not look okay with it. <laughs> he really didn't. Especially I'm... when she fucked one of her son's friends. <laughs> I completely didn't get this. Like, I, I have not heard any of this. Weren't That's what like happened. Or, they were on Ellen or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. All right. It, if I if I want to, I'll go look up and do some research on that. I probably won't, but I'm glad to hear that that's a thing. It's fine. <laughs> They're Scientologists anyway, so we don't care about if they live or die. <laughs> ah. Of course. I'm just here to make enemies tonight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> David is. He's doing his best. Come um, at me. <laughs> David, you say this as if the Scientologists won't. <laughs> do it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh god he wants to see tom cruise <laughs> anyways fringe team um rushing to the the scene of wherever um sort of except it's just walter in the lab with astrid and peter and olivia out on the streets being like all right walter where do we go uh and walter decides and is pretty sure that this would have been you know caused by like this is definitely the sun that's causing this so i guess someone's redirecting some satellites to do some weird things um astrid go find the the on the the satellite frequency band the s band uh anyone like using any of those that are like unregulated and astrid's like two whole frequencies god damn all right here olivia peter go to wherever these frequencies are broadcasting from because i can figure out where their source is go now yeah uh, and that's what they do and they give them an address they drive their way over there Meanwhile, as they're driving there, Walter's like, I need to know if William Bell's alive. I think he's here. Let's go there. And Astrid's like, no. And then Walter's like, yes. And then she's like, fine. And they go. <laughs> and don't bring any backup or guns. Um, yeah, we also discover that the reason why this beam of light is is, is doing some bad, like is, is bad for everyone right now is... 
Uh, it's centered around Beacon Hill, which um, Walter learns there's a uh, large oil reserve underneath it that if the, the beam of light hits that, it's going to make all of Boston burn. Um, which is, you know, bad. Don't don't have that happen. On the other hand, though, what is Boston? If it's... if not a fire pit waiting to happen. You guys just don't like their <laughs> sports teams. I don't either. Yeah, but, like, the come people on. in there. Let's not They're discount the, to make enemies. Let's not discount the fact that I hate mostly anyone who comes out of the city of Boston. <laughs> I assume you're a racist. Anywho, <laughs> am I wrong? Probably not. But whatever. <laughs> now who's here to make enemies? I already said I was here to make enemies. Anyways, um, they find the, the radio towers. They're on two separate buildings, so it's time for each of them to go up to one of the two buildings and uh, figure out how to stop these things. They've got to turn them uh, off a... at the same time for some reason. And I hope David Robert Jones isn't nearby waiting to kill one of us. Hope not. Anyways, wow. three, two, one. Ah, no, David Robert Jones is here trying to kill me. <laughs> Oh, and Walter. I really wish Walter. that David Robert Jones had went after Olivia, and it was just like, "Yes, kill the bishop, the new bishop." <laughs> and she's like, "But I won't take his last name." He's like, "No, My I misread the metaphor." And so he was like, "I thought you were pregnant. I was trying to kill the other one." <laughs> and so they they're they're fighting and some shit, and we cut back to Walter. They arrive at some sort of like storage unit facility. And the owner's like, hey, I don't know why the fuck you're here. Get out. Um, and Well, yeah, because no, once on. again, Cortexafan, Cortexafan has to be magic yep. and has regenerative properties as well. Do they go uh, there? When does Walter make the lemon cake? That's, oh, this is, sorry. That's the yes, lemon yes. cake. They make the yeah, lemon Walter, cake first. Walter makes the lemon cake. It's got yes. some pig brain in it. The pig brain's got some Cortexafan. Fortunately... Cortexafan has regenerative properties, You're so right. now they can get all the fingerprints off it, of this piece of paper. Yeah, it regenerates all the bi- like the biomatter or some shit. And look, there's a fingerprint. Gasp. It tastes and good, too. It's even color-coded for our ease of reference. Mm-hmm. We care about the red one. Um, and then they find... Then they go to the storage facility place. Yeah, no. Walter Walter determines Walter licks the red thing because Walter's in a licking mood today and uh, there's almond oil on it. And he's like, William Bell loved Chilean almonds. There is only one This has place. to be him. There is only one place that imported them. Let's go there. They'll know that William Bell's still alive because he'll be importing all of the Chilean almond oil. <laughs> and he's like, come along, Alex. <laughs> oh yeah, that one's <laughs> that was the worst one. <laughs> that is actually the worst one. Poor, <laughs> and at least Astrid calls calls him out on it. Yeah, and so they go. Meanwhile, back at uh, I don't remember the sequence of this. So let's just do it. Let's just resolve the Wal- no. Walter and Astrid <laughs> head out the door, and then we cut to Olivia okay. and Peter on the rooftop finagling with the. The satellite stuff. I don't know why they does have to do really, this at the same time. Does it really matter? Don't cross the streets. It doesn't matter. They will need to things. David Robert Jones jumps out. He starts fighting Peter. He's fucking winning. Um, a bunch of security guards come up and go, hey, what the fuck? Why are you on this roof? Ignoring the fight going Stop on. Stop pointing your gun at that other roof. <laughs> yeah, ignoring the obvious fight that's just going on on the other roof. 
I guess. And Olivia's like, hey, I'm FBI. I can reach for a badge. I was like, hey, drop your fucking weapon. And then she fucking Cortexafrans them and makes them throw <laughs> their guns away. And they're like, how did you do that? And then she. Well, no, she, she drops her weapon and they do at the same time, almost like she now also has Nick Lane's powers. Which um, makes zero sense. She gets all the abilities. And then she she now has all of them. She looks at Peter and controls him to fight off uh, David Robert Jones. Gets him to relocate his dislocated shoulder. So and quick, shit. Quick question about this: Why didn't Jones bring a gun? <laughs> why didn't bring? Why didn't Jones bring seven people? Why didn't Jones bring a fucking chimera monster? Why didn't Jones have a sniper set up on another roof watching both of these, knowing they were going to show up? Or at the very least, kill anyone be- that was stopping you from blowing up the city you're trying to blow up? Be- because because what we missed of William Bell's discussion on Sacrifice the Bishop was when, he, was when, as David Robert Jones was leaving, he then put his hand on David Robert Jones' shoulder and went, and make sure you do it with a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you do it with your bare hands, otherwise you're not a real man. <laughs> handed him a crowbar and was like i need peter's dna all over this thing oh, i completely forgot that olivia pacific rims peter here yep yes oh, she does. <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> and she fights off david rubber jones and rubber jones drops to the ground in front of like a pentagram or some shit well no he turns to uh, dust he hits he hits the satellite controller and like they turn them off before he gets there so like cool you got there too late and then he hits it and like <laughs> sparks fly and he gets electrocuted and then like Voldemort's away. <laughs> he literally lands. I know it's like a pile of wires, but it looks like some pentagram. Like, like, David Gaelic not. Like, yeah, like David Robert Jones before hey. everyone had come out had inscribed like a sac- satanic sacrifice circle for Bishop or something. I think it's. Lands. I think it's supposed to be because only half of his face gets like dusted which is i think supposed to be a callback to his season one death yeah when he gets cut in half but he lands on the ground and he goes ah oh, i see i, I was, was the sacrifice <laughs> and, <laughs> no you weren't you fucked up <laughs> so Our, well no so 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 real real question here um or was he, was he the sacrifice and he got hit with nanites and all of that because all that smoking and shit was just well, yeah. all nanites. He was definitely hit, easy answer. He was definitely hit with nanites and that's why he turned to dust and smoked away. But it's just fucking stupid. <laughs> like the way he goes, ah yes, I was the sacrifice. Like, awesome. The poor, poor actor read the script and went, wait, what? <laughs> Do you he know went, who he I went, am? Wait, I've I've been a I've been a fucking badass villain this entire like this entire show, and this is how I'm this is how we're ending it. What the fuck? This is worse than my first death. What the fuck? <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Walter and Astrid go up and meet Dexter's dad. Didn't think uh, I would ever recognize that actor. They're like, hey, William Bell? He's like, no. And they're like, oh, anyways, we're going to snoop around. Oh, no, people with guns. You got almonds? Yeah. You got, and then like, Astrid... monkey fucking porcupine bats? Then Astrid gets shot. <gasps> this was actually shocking. I didn't expect this. <laughs> yeah, because she... You, did, you, you didn't expect, uh, expect dead Astrid? I didn't. I don't think she's dead. Ah. Uh, what if she no was? Way. She's she's gonna be like Ironside. 
despite despite the fact that she's in the future, what if she died? <laughs> what if what if she also died, and then Walter just made a robot Astrid, <gasps> so that he could just continue to call her not the right not the right name? And it would if... accept that more. Oh, that would be such a fun gag because then every time he calls her something, she could just be like updating designation, and she would only respond to the name he most recently called her. I like that. Anyways. That I mean, we don't need to make the person who's alternate universe characters autistic an actual <laughs> robot as well, guys. Like, we don't, oh, we no. don't need don't to do that. About, That's bad optics. David, we don't care about Cody. David, I, I, David that wasn't what I was going just, for. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it's not great optics. <laughs> they don't care about uh, optics but, here, David. This is, this is a J.J. Hey. Abrams production. <laughs> But hey, William Bell and Walter reunited again. And that's that's the end of the episode. Thank Christ. <laughs> did, did we all forget that a major plot point in the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie is that the black woman was too emotional in the relationship? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She needed to be more calm and logical like her white boyfriend. Oh, no. Hey, what has Zachary Quinto been up to these days? Isn't he? He's uh, what's it called? Isn't he um, uh, Shazam? No, that's um, no, Zach- that's Zachary Levi. Yeah. Oh, for for fuck's sake! Why do they look so similar and have the same name? Do they? <laughs> They're both white people with black hair. <laughs> hmm. Oh, he's concerning. He's the voice of Robot in Invincible. He's Aiden and oh. Big Mouth? Yeah. What? He's Anyways. Done the answer is a lot of voice acting. Anyways, Charlie, tell us those glyphs. Uh, the glyphs spell out powers, which is uh, <gasps> related to the unexplained bullshit that is Olivia getting all the powers. Gasp. And the observer watches the emergency response outside of the Klain Center from a semi-restricted view behind the ambulance, which sounds like a bad view. Yes. Um, yeah, David, I, I got nothing for you this week. I'm not going to make you suffer through a bullshit one. Next Excellent. week, though. Did we do, obs- did we do Observer? Did I just yeah, miss yes. that? Did my, yeah. did my brain turn off? Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> episode ratings. What did we think about this episode, guys? Uh, oh man, three. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a three. It was fine. Like, it was fine. Um, last episode was better. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I agree to that as well. I think I'll give it a three as well. I'm just, uh, I'm so not excited for it to be fucking William Bell again <laughs> and Dave. Like, just. <laughs> This you can is tell they've run out of ideas. The inability for them to come up with new things, I think, was most evident with Thomas Jerome Newton because they tried and it sucked. Like, it didn't suck. Just he wasn't as good as David Robert Jones. And so I think they gave up after that and just, like, it tried their best. And now it's definitely seeing in season four where they wrote themselves in a corner of the merge universes. And they were well, like, yeah. uh, I guess David Robert Jones is back. And well, William Bell. The issue with season four is, at first glance, it's like, cool, what if we did season seasons like one and two again? Mainly season one again. And you're like, yeah, that could be fun if you have like an overarching villain and you can kind of play into that a bit more. 
um, while still having some plot elements from like seasons two and three. Cool. And then they went, no, no, no. What if we did season one again? <laughs> well, this episode is the epitome of that as well. It's got Walter going back to St. Clair's. We've got human combustion. Um, <laughs> and we have David Robert Jones. This is just season one Th- again. That's what I mean. Like, like those are three plot points they, from season one. They, they I'm surprised the... John Scott hasn't fucking showed up. <laughs> John Scott never comes back. He he never comes back. For the next episode, is it just John Scott's gonna step out of like a clone sleeve? (laughs) He's like, "Ah, as you as you probably guessed, there's no way I could be a real person. I'm so generic. I'm a clone." (laughs) David, you know what I really wish they'd done for this? Um, What this? What would have made this like over the top great? Would have been if the satellites and the way that they were connecting was just over the ghost network instead. Oh, (laughs) again. You, I guarantee you, we could go back episode by episode and go. Here's where the ghost network could have been used, and it would have been good. Even not, not even just the ghost network, just anything from previous seasons, like more callbacks, would be appreciated. Because it really feels like Big Eddie. Yeah, anything. Like for fuck's sake. Oh hey, do you want a fun fact, David? Oh sure. What? What's actress the fun fact, Samantha I guess? Noble plays Doctor Ben Lowe. The administrator at St. Clair's. Ben Lowe is an anagram for her last name and that of her father, Master Thespian John Noble. I hate Fringepedia. <laughs> fucking hate it. I can only imagine it gets worse Charlie, for season five. Charlie, I'm so glad that that was the fun fact that you decided on because when you said, hey, hey, David, you want to hear a fun fact? The, the thing that I was about to spout out before you said that was uh, John Noble's daughters in this episode. And then <laughs> really, that's exactly I what really you said. <laughs> We already figured that out. (laughs) Yep. Uh. (laughs) Anyways, um, I think that brings us uh, to the end of our episode. Unless I'm going to get rudely interrupted by David and Charlie as normal during my outro. Fuck you. So, uh, (laughs) you stole my fuck you. Hey, hey, fuck you too, David, and preemptive fuck you to Charlie. Um, for whenever that comes up during this. What's your name? Uh, fuck you, that's my name. <laughs> hey, and fuck you too, audience. But, like, thank you. Mo- mostly that one. Uh, hey, audience, did you download the entire catalog of our episodes <laughs> last week? <laughs> Just you randomly? Are you a new some... listener? Did someone did you... accidentally hit download all? Who are you? Please write in. Did you hit subscribe in iTunes thank you. and forget your subscription settings? <laughs> We, we we get we appreciate we appreciate all of that. <laughs> we get so few downloads. We saw that, and we're wondering: Are you all right? Are you okay? <laughs> Do you know one of us? And you were like, "Hmm." You know how Netflix checked in on that guy who watched nothing but Lord of the Rings for like three years? That's what we're doing for you. Are you okay? I look forward to hearing from you in four months if you catch up. <laughs> Or if you skip to just this episode, thanks. Why would they do um, that? Hey, We're an if... episodic podcast. <laughs> but hey, if you want to reach out to us, unknown user or other listeners, if though if they exist, uh, you could you could find us um, on Twitter at Forsaf, or you could send us an email Forsaf at gmail.com. That's F O U R S A A F for both of those. Um, if you like, if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, feel free to leave us uh, a like or a five star rating on your podcatching service of choice. 
uh, whether that be uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, iHeartRadio, iTunes, all the good ones, um, plus our home at Podbean. Um, and yeah, th- I think that's all the stuff. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.